Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. I got to work on my look. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or my facial expression. Oh, I have, really? I have resting serial killer face. Oh, boy. Yeah. And when I'm sitting on the... Uh, we had a flight on Friday, business trip, there and back quickie, and I'm sitting there in my seat. I got an open seat next to me, and all I want, what I really want is like a college girl. Hundred and ten. Everybody wants that. Hundred and ten pounds <laughs> to sit there. I can't even tell you're in the seat. Small, polite, and clean. Yeah, that's what I want to sit next to me. And they walk on, and every one of them looks my way. I think yes, yeah, she should sit here. She looks my way, goes past. You know, I think I'll go way. to that uh, window seat at the back of the plane or, instead, or I'll ride in luggage or something. <laughs> But I'm not sitting I'll next to I'll just lay guy. in the aisle and let people walk on me. <laughs> and so there's no seats left, and then some giant burly guy sits next to me. And my brother was complaining a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't flown in a while. He's right. The seats have gotten smaller. No! I swear to God, they were smaller than the last time I flew. Hmm. Jeez. Well, hadn't noticed. Ridiculous. There's no way two grown men, and I'm not a big guy, but I'm a grown man. No way two grown men can sit up in a seat. No, one of, one you of have you, to tilt, one or both. One of you has to either lean forward or you have to twist sideways because there's not enough room for the shoulders all the way, the cr- way oh, across. Oh, and that's just, it makes your back feel terrible. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so I always get the big guy, so I need some sort of face that will allow a college girl to sit next to me and think it's okay. I don't know what they think is going to happen. Priest, I don't know if I have the... Priest's collar? I don't know if I, 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 if I have the, <clears throat> I look like I'm going to talk to you look or what, because I'm not. Right. No you, no, you don't have that look, believe me. <laughs> how about, uh, how about, and listen, uh, you take this whichever way you want, but how about try to look gay? Any chance you could, like, try to overtly look like you're gay? And I don't know, I mean, and listen, I understand, A... I was wearing a pink shirt. You could be wearing, that's fairly gay, you could be wearing anything and be a, a, a gay American. Oh, really? Yes, clearly. I'm not sure you want to go like leather bar. <laughs> um, I don't, maybe, yeah, but, I don't know. It is disturbing to me. And I always end up sitting next to some giant dude. Yeah, it is amazing because we travel together enough. It is amazing how often you end up with, you know, the circus strongman next to you. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I'm sorry. Including I'll... all the way back from uh, Cape Town, South Africa, once next to one oh. of the biggest people I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. And that's, what, 14 hours? Yeah, it was insane. Oh, what a nightmare. So I, I forgot to tell you this. I, uh, I had my encounter with the, uh, the charming uh, Indian Brit now American musician who I was afraid was a terrorist briefly, um, uh, uh, turned out to be a charming guy. Um, Delaney, meanwhile, is in the Toronto airport flying to SFO, and and they had to switch planes because there's a problem with the plane. And um, <clears throat> and so they had to switch gates, and an old, uh, old, uh, older senior, she's old, this old Chinese lady... Uh, Picks Delaney out of the crowd. Um, why Delaney asked? I said because you're so Delaney-ish. Um, which, if you knew her, you'd know what I mean. But she's just she looks cheerful and helpful and intelligent. China. And so, so this older Chinese gal explains to her, "Listen, I don't speak very good English. I'm already confused about the plane and the gate and all. Can you help me?" And so Delaney adopts this Chinese granny. Um, trying to visit her daughter in the Bay Area, and uh, and is her her mentor and guide. And uh-huh. Granny bought. <laughs> no, no, she's not a North Korean <laughs> government spokeshole. She's a nice old lady. Uh, turned out to be a bit of well. I why would I even say that? I don't um, know. China. Why would you? Um, uh, I but uh, bought Delaney uh, lunch. There you they split a sandwich. We want deal. And and Delaney uh, mentored her onto the plane. That was the deal. You buy me a sandwich, I'll get you to the right gate. I don't like the sandwich. Who knows? You might end up in Cleveland. That's nice. It is nice. Yeah, I was proud of her. I must have the opposite look of whatever your daughter has. Right. <laughs> see, you'd, you'd see Delaney get on the plane. You'd think, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. And she'd see me and think, no way. <laughs> right. How often do you say you, you flash just kind of a random smile? Just in those situations. Okay. Well, that may be one issue. <laughs> you think I should? Because I think if I smile, it's kind of like a want to sit next to me. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, smile. Got a boyfriend? Hey, well, hey yeah. you're pretty. Well, no. You yeah, don't she sit here. Hey. You're real pretty. Hey, you you smell nice. No, don't yeah. do that. But just a little, just kind of a nod and a smile. Just uh, it's a it's a it's an opening. It's a hey. Okay. This is this is a friendly place. How okay. about this? Look friendly. Yes. See, I just assume a college girl's like not or uh, is looking for not a guy who's looking friendly, but right? I don't know. Not somebody who's going to hit on her, right? Reading a book, yeah. I've tried I that. I've tried that. Paying no attention, I just pay no attention. Then I hear the feel the whole row rock if somebody's <laughs> making way to the seat. Do mind if I sit here? <laughs> you see the water start to ripple like when the T Rex shows up in Jurassic Park, right? No, but there's something if you're reading. You're a man of letters, obviously. So you you got some level of, of couth, presumably. You're not going to be a chatterer because you're reading. I think that's a good message to send to that 97-pound high school or college want, girl. Tiny person. Uh, I wanted to hit you with this story. This happened in San Francisco. Wish I'd have known what was going on. Thanks to a little-noticed auction sale, a South San Francisco Bay couple are the proud owners of one of the most exclusive streets in San Francisco. The street? Yeah. They bought Presidio Terrace. It's a block-long, private, oval street lined by 35 mega-million-dollar mansions in San Francisco. Wow. Some of those expensive real estate in, our, in the world. Wow. One of the nicest streets in one of the nicest cities. They bought the whole street. For, for $90,000. What? Like, 
In a, Obviously, they didn't buy the real estate on no. the street. Are you saying literally the, the street? Yeah, the street. I'll be damned. Uh, $90,000 in a city-run auction stemming from an unpaid tax bill. Now, by the street? Now they're looking to cash in. They might start charging the residents of those mansions to park on their street. Which you wouldn't have to charge a lot for it to be a hell of a lucrative deal. Yeah, if you got a real mansion. Of course, a San Francisco mansion is different than like a suburban, like a Palo Alto mansion, which might sure. actually have parking. But I would just charge them a toll. I'd say, hey, it's a $5 toll. It's a toll road now. You want to come home? You're paying me $5. Wow. <laughs> for... <laughs> Just put one of those, like, toll you know, booth. yeah, just one of those things that yeah. go down that stop you from driving. Exactly. You just sit in your toll $5. booth all day long. I live here. Yeah, I know you do. This is my street. Give me five bucks or you're right. not coming in. Or you park out there. You park You park out there in the wilds. Or you can park in your own garage. Five dollars. Yeah, it's not a street people can drive down anyway unless you live there. Um, this street has had past homeowners on this street have been Diane Feinstein Nancy Pelosi, for instance. Yes. So this is high dollar, your important street. Bought the street for 90K. <laughs> but what are you going to do with this street? I'm going to paint it orange. going to do lots of stuff with it. Hold parades every night until they bribe me not to. Well, that's interesting. I don't even know how that happened. You know what, honestly, what I'd do? Because I'd go on to all the homeowners, I'd say, listen, each one of you kick in uh, 20 grand, you buy the street back for me, and I won't do anything crazy. Um, and I'll, I'd, I'd make a profit and move on. You don't want me owning your street. I don't, you know what I'd do? I'd hold motor ra- motorcycle races on it. Sideshow. <laughs> it's it's yeah. another sideshow Monday. <laughs> motorcycle races. <laughs> and motorcycle races on Tuesdays. My kids are just going to drive uh, go-karts around on it. Right. This is this is my street. My <laughs> all day, all night. Hey, watch out for my kids when you're going to the work. Because this is my street and my kids like to play here. The couple's purchase appears to be the culmination of a comedy of errors involving a $14 a year property tax bill that the Homeowners Association failed to pay for three decades. Wow. Whoops. So uh, does this mean that when the street starts to deteriorate, that they are responsible for repairing it now? Or not. It's my street. I like potholes. Yeah. I think it makes it more exciting to drive down the street. That's weird. Weird, weird, weird. Nobody is really paying attention. It's a long article on how the, the tax bill grew <laughs> over that period of time with nobody buying it. It bounced from this department and that department and ended up, ended up wow. on auction. Nobody was paying attention, so it didn't get that expensive. 90K. I'd hold parades, fire trucks, everything, the sirens blaring, horses clop, clop, clop down the street. Nice Brass day. bands blasting away. Nice day. I got my lawn chair out there. I'm just laying right. in the sun in my shorts. The drink next to me, a little coffee table. The what are you doing? tour sign right in front of you. <laughs> Go around. There's a parade today. You should have checked the schedule. <laughs> Having a parade. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, they they pay me but plenty. That's right. Have a parade on a regular basis. I get banjo the horse, and my kids are on bikes. I just walk down the street. We're having a parade, everybody. And then tomorrow, motorcycle races. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Own your own street. Eh, if only. Mm. I wish I need a handler. I need somebody to alert me to the, the these various auctions. I want to buy stuff at auctions. I love auctions. Yeah. I bought some stupid stuff at auctions because I like auctions too much. Would you be a guy with like the paddle to vote, or would yes. you have like the kind of understated, like touching the nose means you vote, nah, or you bid rather? Bid would I'd be, be the proper I'd term. I'd be afraid people wouldn't uh, wouldn't see my bid. So 
No, I don't guy to go to like Sotheby art auctions. I want I want to go to like a, an auction buy some battered guitar for twenty dollars. That's the sort of thing I'm talking about, or a street or whatever. People who don't watch Game of Thrones are feeling left out at work, ostracized. You should be. You're bad. You're a bad person. People are starting to marry sex robots because the dolls have become so good. And it's the rage in Britain. It's all anybody's talking about right now. The Princess Diana tapes. I don't know anything about this. Oh, yeah. It just shook the monarchy to its core, Jack. Really? Okay. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. p.m. on Friday, you suddenly started feeling just a little bit calmer. It may be because this happened. Tonight, President Donald Trump is getting away from the Washington heat. The president arrived in New Jersey just a little while ago to begin a 17-day vacation. Yes, Trump is taking a 17-day vacation from work, which means, more importantly, America may be getting a 17-day vacation from Trump, which is exciting, right? Although, although, hold on. While he's there, he will still have access to the nuclear codes and, even worse, Wi-Fi. So, don't relax. Never relax. Your life is still a torture chamber of fear and panic. Wow. (laughs) Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. As as the Donald tweeted, this is not a vacation. Meetings and calls! Yeah, that that, that happens. Just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Whoever's president, the other side makes a big deal out of when they go on on vacation and acts like they're shirking their duties like you ever get a moment off when you're president of the United States. Obama wants to do is play golf. All Bush wants to do is play golf. All Trump wants to do is play golf. All right. Yeah, all right. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, England is all a Twitter, I guess. A big uh, controversial documentary just aired. Diana, in her own words, includes uh, footage and tape of her speaking frankly about her her uh, marriage and the monarchy and all sorts of stuff and who was taping but in a what? format, see, it's not clear to me that she knew at all times that it was being taped or would be released or or what. I mean, in 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 conversations with her voice coach, apparently she had a voice coach who recorded some stuff. Um, so that's part of it. That's pretty uncool. <clears throat> yeah, and now it's been released? I don't know. Um, uh, so she talks about uh, Prince Charles. The start of their relationship, Prince Charles, quote, was all over me like a rash. <laughs> That's sexy. Um, now, a lot of this was taped between the end of 92 and mid-93 when the so-called War of the Waleses was at its peak. You remember that, Jack? I know you're a big royal follower. <laughs> big. What do you call people like that? There's a name for that, people who are into the royal family. Crownophile or idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's pretty good. Yeah, he he would ring me up every day and then not contact me for weeks. He wasn't very consistent in his courtship, she said. During Frank recordings, Princess Diana revealed that she had only met Charles thirteen times before their wedding day. Really? Yeah. What? What? I don't. Hmm. That's on their second meeting. He chatted her up, quote, like a bad rash. I was brought up in a way that when you get engaged to someone, you love them, she said. Well, then why did you marry him? You, why are you acting like something happened to you? Uh, in conversations... You said yes. Well, he's the, the prince. 
No, you, I'm you not. You got to do your duty. I don't even know you. I'm not interested in getting married to you. You can't do that? I don't know. Describing her feelings when Prince Charles said they were in love, whatever love means, in a television interview about their engagement, she said, it threw me completely. It traumatized me. But then she went ahead. This is making her sound like a simpleton to me. She spoke of her difficult pregnancy with Prince William in the 80s. Difficult and because? Because she found out her husband was having an affair with Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, really? Yeah. And the second pregnancy was difficult because it was a different dude. She reportedly asked the now Duchess of Cornwall to leave her husband alone, according to her ballet teacher, who's also jabbering. When that did not work, Princess Diana went to the Queen for advice. I went to the top lady, and I was sobbing, and I said, what do I do? Princess Diana said, and she, the Queen, said, I don't know what you should do. Charles is helpless. And that, <laughs> that, and that, that is, was it. That is not what Queen Elizabeth sounds like. <laughs> it's a dead ringer, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sean. Now, Princess so- Diana developed bulimia around this time. Everyone in the family knew about the bulimia, and everyone blamed the bulimia for the fair- failure in the marriage. But um, What? But it was actually the opposite. The failure in the marriage was making her sick. So I didn't know this. I thought uh, I thought that they fell in love with each other for reals, and then you know the marriage went south for whatever reason. I don't know. But, but so he he met her a few times. Said, "I want you to marry me," and she went along with it, which is a dumb thing to do. Um, He's the prince. So you've what? got to do your duty to the fatherland. In 1985, when she was the mother of the two young princes, she fell in love with Barry Manneke, a royal protection officer. She said she was, quote, happy to give all this up and leave the royal family to be in a relationship with him. Quote, I never should have played with fire, she said. Shortly after he left his job as her bodyguard, Mr. Manneke was killed in a motorcycle accident in 1987. She added, he was the greatest lover I ever had. He died in a motorcycle accident yes. and she died in a car wreck? Yes. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, and then here in the uh, in an English paper, I came across uh, uh, the uh, but edit- so, uh, an editorial about whether the thing should have aired at all. Yes, but so she's trying. She's portraying it as um, she wasn't in love with him. He just he came along and said, "I want you to marry me," and and she felt like she had to. And then he started cheating on her early on, and, s- and the queen herself said, "He's hopeless. It's nothing I can do." Why did he want to marry her? Well, because he needed a princess, a beautiful princess. It's part of the whole thing. You don't understand the whole the royals. thing is so stupid. The whole royals thing. Um. So then this this article uh, talks about the various conspiracy theories and uh, blah blah blah. Um. Anyway, we didn't in truth learn much new about the late people's princess, her husband, his mistress, or her blameless sons than we knew before. It was all there, the Lady Die sensation, the fairy tale wedding, him saying whatever love is, her doe-eyed and lovable, Camilla hunting foxes the lot, the bit part players flitted around, Fergie, not the singer, but the princess, Andrew Motion, who I don't know his act, but that's a cool name. <laughs> James Hewitt of the Royal Guard. He's the red-haired fellow who her sons look just like. Very manicky, blah, 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 blah. Doe-eyed and lovable. That has a lot to do with it. The shape of her eye sockets, which is no uh, a testament to her character in any oh, way. Oh, that's clearly the shape of the eyes. Isn't, that's how you tell if someone's worthy. Is 95% of her popularity. In the ad nauseum press coverage and in the show itself, we learned a little more excruciating detail than we needed or wanted. 
to know about the sex lives of the Prince and Princess of Wales. We learned, too, that his sense of entitlement was truly regal. Quote, well, I refuse to be the only Prince of Wales who never had a mistress. He actually said that. Um, are you criticizing the future king of England brought up as a prince in the royal palace for being regal and entitled? Kind of kind of comes with the gig, doesn't it? Diana was smarter and wittier and more self-aware than she made out or we probably guessed. A touch manipulative and just as charming as she looked. Yet that was really about the scale of any novelty. Hundreds of books, newspapers, articles have showed us about the whales, they call them unhappy marriage. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. It was gossip, fascinating, compelling. So did she think, you know, this would be a hell of a ride? Being uh, maybe someday Queen of England and just went with it? Yeah, yeah. Here's the part. Well, that's, yeah, they don't actually nail that down, which on a human level I think is, it's, that was my question. Well, why'd she go ahead then? I, I got to believe the women listening are, are thinking the same thing, unless they're thinking, nah, you get the royal gown, you get the money, yeah, why not? You get to travel around. Um, that, that whole wedding, I mean, how old was I when that wedding happened? I thought it was stupid then, and I was young. Goodbye, England's queen. Now, here's, because I know he's already selected it, here's the question. Has Michael gone with the uh, Elton John version of Candle in the Wind for Diana for bumper music, or... Lords Royals. I was, I was hoping for Royals. I'm guessing uh, the Lord. Don't start yet, Michael. Whatever it is, we'll all have to wait and find out. I was hoping for the cynical version. So this uh, editorial by a grown-up um, says, The only vaguely constitutionally important remark that I heard, etc., etc., Queen um, asking for help with Charles. I didn't know. I don't know what you can do. <laughs> Charles is hopeless. We have amazing actualities of the Queen like responding to all this stuff. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, it's all on tape. Yeah. And that was it. That was the help. Help or not, it betrayed what Elizabeth II actually thinks about her son's fitness to become, listen to this now, king and head of the Commonwealth, including roles as head of state, nominally, of Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Jamaica, Barbados, the Bahamas, Grenada, Papua New Guinea, the Solomon Islands, Tuvalu, which I think is made up, St. Lucia, St. <laughs> Vincent and the Grenadines, Belize, Antigua, and Barbuda, and St. Kitts and Nevis. That's your uh, commonwealth there. I've kind of always thought that this whole thing ends with Queen Elizabeth. You, you can't end it while she's alive. She, you know, she helped everybody through World War II, for instance. She's a gazillion years old. That doesn't end with her. It's got to. Exactly. For the British and the rest, we are perhaps now waking up to what life after Elizabeth II will feel like. Do we want King Charles III? Do we want Queen Camilla? Do those realms and dominions beyond the seas want the pair? No. Was Diana right when she said she wasn't up to the top job, implying that William, one half a Spencer after all, should just take over somehow? <sighs> Who cares? <laughs> The queen, one suspects, wasn't really up for that, taking her holy vows seriously and all that, perhaps also realizing what lay behind the facade of the whale's marriage and what lay behind the Rococo jug ears of her eldest son, i.e. not much judgment. Even now, in her tenth decade, she seems reluctant to let him do anything too responsible. It's hard for me to take much of this seriously. They got a queen, you know, over there, and a king, and yeah. uh, or theoretically, and princes and princesses. Why? Elect your government. 
Then let them kowtow to lobbyists and betray your interests like a true democracy does. That's what I say. <laughs> I don't like democracy! If your money was on the Lord hit of a couple of years ago, you're a winner. Prince Charles could be a dope, wouldn't surprise me. Or just kind of amoral. Yeah, not a lot different than Uday and Kuse, just not violent. Well, yeah, he has no need to be. But, but Wills, and, and uh, who is the younger uh, the prince? Harry. 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 Yeah. They seem like right. thoroughly uh, reasonable people. Harry seems like a particularly good dude. Yeah, well adjusted. He, he served in the military. He's been open about his struggles with mental illness and grief and the rest of it. Seems like a good dude. To the extent that you need a freaking king. Well, you don't really. What it's you, dumb. You gonna have a dragon fight with France or, or what? Come on. <laughs> Remember Prince Harry wore a swastika to that Halloween party? Yeah, right. Yes. What was that? Like a dozen years ago? What is it with you? <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, President Trump launches his Monday Twitter storm. We're gonna get into that. We got a video showing a California police officer pointing his gun for more than nine minutes. At a passenger during a routine traffic stop. Oh boy! Video sparking national outrage. Nine minutes—that's a long time to have a gun pointed at you. And the new queen of cable news coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Gary. there's a queen of cable news. We we're just talking about royalty. Hello, say hello. You can I don't know. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Fun Game of Thrones fact for you, Sean. Maybe you knew this. So many of the characters, including this Jon Snow, who I don't know who that is even is, that fur he's wearing around him for his costume is an Ikea rug. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Ikea sells, like, fake fur rugs? <laughs> Apparently. I doubt they sell real ones. They wear Ikea rugs around their shoulders. That's wow. hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> They have one of the biggest budgets in the history of TV shows, and they have Ikea rugs they're wearing. And in last night's episode, they actually did the the cameo, but unlike the Ed Sheeran one that had tons of backlash, this guy was just kind of in the background. He was one of the guys in a suit of armor that gets burned by dragon fire, and you just see his face in the shot for just enough to screenshot it to prove that he was on the show, and then he's gone. He didn't play catch with one of the Stark children. He's not up there hitting home runs saying, hey, look at this new game who, I just invented. Who was it? It was a pitcher for the Mets. Oh, okay. Wow, cool. Uh, all shows should be like that. If you can uh, you throw them a couple of bucks, they let you be on the show somehow. You're oh, yeah. Sitting in the diner at Seinfeld. Heck, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Let's get news right, now. Have we got any showrunners, any directors who are willing to put us in the, some sort of crowd scene? Yeah. I'd be totally into that. News now with Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump set off this morning by another story in the New York Times. Trump insisting his support is stronger than ever. Despite a report in the Times that some Republicans, including the Vice President Pence, are weighing a 2020 presidential run without him. Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader with this morning's Twitter storm. The failing New York Times, which has made every wrong prediction about me, including my big election win, apologized, is totally inept. He goes on. The Trump base is far bigger and stronger than ever before, despite some phony fake news polling. Look at rallies in Pennsylvania. Iowa, Ohio, and West Virginia. The fact is, the fake news Russian collusion story, record stock market, border security, military strength, jobs, Supreme Court pick, economic enthusiasm, and deregulation, and so much more have driven the Trump base even closer together. 
We'll never change. You know, that's interesting that he's talking about the rallies where he is getting huge crowds. And I remember uh, during the campaign when various smart people who claim to know it all were mocking him for being fooled by the size of his rallies and ignoring the polls. Right. Those 10,000 people are the only 10,000 people in the state who are going to vote for him. A video showing a California police officer pointing his gun for more than nine minutes at the passenger in a car is sparking national outrage. Why are you still pointing the gun at me, though? I'm not moved right now. Record this Why are you still pointing the gun at me, bro? My hands are right here. The Campbell Police Department said the officer pulled the car over for speeding and asked to see the registration and proof of insurance. I understand that. No, you don't understand. You still got the gun pointing at me, bro. Relax. No, I'm not going to relax. Get the gun off me. The video shows the unidentified officer pointing the pistol at the man in the passenger seat who explains he's looking for the requested documents. Police say, ah, I was reaching under his seat. And I'm saying, I went down, I went down, look, if you look right there, there's, there's paper right there, bro. I was reaching for it. Are you serious, bro? No arrests, just two tickets for speeding and seatbelt violation. I have a policy to shoot anybody who says bro more than six times. But mm. So uh, how do you end up with your gun pulled on somebody for nine minutes? It doesn't, do, doesn't back up or somebody show up in that amount they of time? They were and- waiting for backup, but apparently this was a Campbell cop who pulled over somebody in San Jose. And there was some kind of question about police jurisdiction. But I would think you'd either have to get out of the car and put on handcuffs or something in a nine-minute period of time. Yep. Or or they decide there's not a threat or something. Yeah, seems, seems like an extraordinarily long time to have a gun pointed at you. Get the gun off me, bro. Hey, uh, we, you got to pause that. Did you see that on TV? I just saw the still pictures of Vladimir Putin fishing shirtless. The video <laughs> in which with every crank of his, his reel, his peck flexes i'm pretty sure i can reel in a fish without my peck flexing <laughs> unbelievable he's doing the makes one bounce then the right. other thing <laughs> unbelievable vlad putin last note ratings milestones illustrate msnbc's surge as the go-to network for president trump's opponents rachel maddow's become the most popular personality in primetime cable news during the month of july no, it doesn't surprise me She's good at what she does, and... If Bill O hadn't perved out on those gals, he'd still be number one, huh? Allegedly. Well, well, yeah, he would, but, um, you know, they, they always just think that they can put a different show in, in the same time slot. Whatever giant hit you have or star you have, right. you'll just keep on keeping on. Because Thursday nights at 8 is what it's all about. It doesn't matter what show's on. Well, it does matter what show's on. Of course. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I wanted to hear the Maudlin Elton John song, Michael. I no couldn't long? find it. Oh, come on. All right, I didn't try. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Honesty. Right, excellent. An outrage. That's awesome. Didn't even have to bust out the thumb screws or nothing. He just, he just flipped. Stay with us. I'll break down the Taylor Swift butt-squeezing trial. All right. Fantastic. We heard from somebody who knows the guy involved. He's the kind of guy that would do it. Oh, that is right. You're going to prejudice the jury pool. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Boy, if I'm ever in court, the only thing worse than being listed as a DJ would be being listed as a former DJ. Oh, no. Means you are not cutting it in the DJ world. Drummed out. So the former DJ may have grabbed Taylor Swift's buttocks. That is correct. The suit is actually him suing her. Right. This uh, former DJ suing Taylor Swift, her mother, and one of her representatives, alleging they interfered with his employment. She alleged that he groped her butt at a, uh, like, uh, grip and grin, but you're not supposed to grip that. Oh, my God, dear. It's very bony. <laughs> there's, there's no meat on her butt. Oh, jeez. Um, so, uh, and there's the picture. And th- it's a typical grip, grip and grin. You got some blonde gal leaning in. Taylor's smiling. He's next to her with his, he should have his arm, like, around her waist or something. And he's got his hand down at butt level, which is difficult to explain. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You can't. Maybe he thought he'd get a funny reaction. You can't pose with a young woman and put your hand down there for the picture. Yeah. But anyway, so what happened was, uh, was uh, there was the alleged uh, grope, and then... As as happens, instead of calling the cops, she's not going to like call the cops and press charges for assault or whatever. She or her representative called the station's bosses and said, "Hey, one of your a hole DJs just grabbed my butt, and I really don't appreciate it." And they said, "Oh, we're so sorry, Miss Swift. We're so sorry. It'll be fired immediately." And indeed, on the word of Taylor Swift, uh, this guy was canned. So he's suing her and her people $3 million. Did she demand he be fired, or did they, did they just tell him, hey, I want to let you know, that guy grabbed Taylor's butt, which ain't cool. That's the kind of guy you got working here. Uh, and they it, decided to get rid of him, or did she demand I don't that? know that. I don't know difference. if she made that specific demand. Because if he did that to her, it's certainly appropriate to, to say something to someone. By the way, we know somebody who worked with the guy who says he's absolutely the kind of guy that would grab Taylor Swift's butt. He's absolutely that kind of guy. So mm. so she countersued for claiming sexual assault and, and just wants a dollar in damages and legal fees. Uh, so it's kind of a principal thing mm. with her, I guess. Plus, she has more money than God. If he did grab her, like in that picture, <clears throat> is he one of those guys? Jeez, I don't know how you guys think this. Like the kind of guy that... You know, you you whistle at a girl who walks by at a construction, and you think she's going to stop. And say, "Oh, who whistled? Would you like my number?" I mean, did he think? <laughs> did he think I'm going to grab her ass? She's going to think, "Oh, you're interested in me." Wow, you're bold. I like you. Or is he, I like men who I don't know who just grab my body. Uh, is he that kind of weirdo? Is he hmm. the kind of person that you know brushes up against people in uh, in, in in busy train stations because he gets a <laughs> thrill out of it? Did he think it was funny? I think he thought he would get a picture of it and cop a feel and be able to talk about it. And she would say, hey, fresh, and and just not take it serious. Because it's 1950? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I do not know what he was thinking. I do not think that way, so I can't, uh, you know, I can't guess. He looks like the kind of guy that might think she's going to get turned yeah, on by this and want to date me. Kind of a big, good-looking guy. And or thinks, oh, he's broad. You know who he looks like? He's broad. <laughs> he looks a little like Ben Rapisberger. Oh, yeah. The uh, the uh, Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback who 
uh, kind of took what he wanted uh, from women, especially when they were young and drunked up. Allegedly. Allegedly. Never forget. Let's hear our guest announcer. Jack. Joe. This show has been not uh, good. <laughs> but I'll give you another try. With final thoughts. Wow. Here the, I am. See, almighty. I'll be damned. That's why you're supposed Literally. to respond, isn't it? So the way everybody responded in the Bible. To the Almighty? Here I am. Right. Yeah. I know. Here's, he, he's I know where you are. He knows where you are. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your he host, Joe you Getty. Uh, let's get a final thought from everybody. Positive Sean, final thought. I just can't say enough about the episode of Game of Thrones last night. Top five episode of all time and uh, arguably the greatest mid-season episode they've ever had. Fantastic. That's exciting. Marshall Phillips, final thought. I'm heading over to the Raven Social and Athletic Club right before I head over to the dentist. I'm going to uh, pause and relax before I go under the knife. Oh, boy. Uh, you don't want any alcohol in your system. It's a blood thinner, you know. Nah. You bleed out on the table. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Vincent, final no. thought. Band name of the day goes to Positive Sean for the rerun trains, but Bon Mo of the day goes to a suspected terrorist spotted by Air Marshal Joseph Getty, who <laughs> said, when we get to where we're going, I'm going to smoke a joint and listen to your album, man. Fantastic. Hey, uh, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? I really don't have too much, guys, but I'll just say that the proper temperature inside a refrigerator is between 35 and 38 degrees. And the best way to confirm this is with an actual refrigerator thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good tip. little life hack there, Michael. Yeah. Jack, what's your final thought? My kids spent all day yesterday building a fort in the backyard that they are determined to move into and actually live in. And uh, so that will continue today. And I liked the texture suggestion. The way to stop this is to hit them with building permit problems or environmental concerns. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a duckling that wanted to make this their home. So I'm afraid you can't live here. This hole in the cardboard is not up to code. Mm. This is not a window. And uh, my final thought is a story we'll uh, touch on tomorrow, according to the folks at Judicial Watch. Nearly a dozen California counties had more registered voters than eligible voters in the 2016 election. Vote fraud, manipulation, phony voter rolls, scandal. You're saying Trump was right? Three million illegal votes? I would have said that if that's what I wanted to say. Mm. I have the power of speech. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Drop us a line if you want to point out something we ought to be talking about. Do you have a thought, a reaction? Uh, Did you read that whole Google manifesto? Armstrongandgettyradio.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.